and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. <laughs> Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. You hear my voice. That can only mean one thing, of course. Luke is not here. Welcome to the Wolf and Luke Show, broadcasting live so you don't have to. Kevin Ray, of course, filling in the legendary K-Ray. K-Ray filling in. Man, we're turning back the clock, as a matter of fact. It kind of feels like, oh, I don't know. 25 years ago, maybe we're, even more. And we're really going to turn it back coming up later in the show. You want to make sure you stick around for that. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's going to be great. Kay, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. You're doing Let's better. Ride, you're, doing be- <laughs> you're doing better than Thursday Night Football, right? Oh, my I, I, goodness. I don't think anybody is doing worse than Thursday Night Football or uh, one quarterback and head coach in, in Denver. Yeah, boy, that's going to be okay. We've got all sorts of time to talk about that. Yeah. But the Arizona Cardinals, did you realize they actually have a game coming up this weekend? Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. Yes, the Arizona Cardinals getting ready to host the undefeated, that's right, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, man. 4-0 and right now, and this... This offense for the Eagles looks exactly like the offense for the Arizona Cardinals. It's amazing watching it. Yeah, it, it is an Eagles team that I was saying in the offseason that based on the moves they made, guys coming back, uh, Jalen Hurts with another, you know, just another year of development. Uh, I said this is a team that could cause some problems for folks. Um, and they, they have, they have jumped on people even quicker than, than I, Maybe imagine that they would. Okay, do not look at the monitor in here. Never look at the monitor while you're broadcasting my young cronks. Never do it because suddenly Russell Wilson may appear at some point in time <laughs> and say something about let's ride and then walk away. I, I, I can't even believe it. Okay, having said that right here, um, the keys to the game. Do we have any sound for this whatsoever, Maloney? <laughs> do we have any kind of sound? Yeah, you gotta throw to something out? or you gotta you know just, what? you know, start talking about what your keys to the game are and yeah, I will play sound. I, that backs you up, sir. You know what? Um, it's it's just something that I love doing. So give me a little river of deceit or something like that right now because I love that song. Are you ready for this, Kay? I'm ready. Bring it. I, a digital download from my cloud account. Here it is right here. The keys to the game. Yes. The keys to the game for the Arizona Cardinals coming up on Sunday. The Cardinals are 2-2, two two, Basinonians, Ron Wolfley reporting, and the Philadelphia Eagles are 4-0, and oh, and they are good. You look at them on tape, and whether it's the offense or defense, they have dudes that stand out, dudes that just catch your eye, and they are many. They got guys like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. Oh, Fletcher Cox. Brandon Graham. <laughs> Brandon Graham. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Don't forget about Josh Sweat. That's right. Went to the Pro Bowl last year. 
and they're balling out right now. Here's the keys to the game. Key number one, start fast. Anyone else ready to go? Shouldn't we have Metallica ride the lightning right uh, now with that one? You know what, honestly, that wouldn't be bad right now, just an interjection. I'm just thinking, just, maybe more apropos. Ah, start fast, K-Ray. <laughs> Somebody be ready well, to play. This song's kind of slow. So I, are you setting the tone for the game? Yes. Yes, I well, am right now. No, we need something a little well, faster. That's what okay. I said. Ride the lightning. Right. We, we, we need. right. But, you know, again, okay, fire it off if that's what you want Is this what do? the Cardinals are listening to before games? Um. That's maybe the thing. <laughs> You got to change your routine, and I don't care what it is. So if you want to go ahead and change River of Deceit from Mad Season, that's fine with me. Go ahead and do it. The Cardinals have got to change their routine, and they've done that. They've changed their schedule, their practice schedule, everything. They're trying to address the slow starts that have happened. That's key number one. Come out, okay, and be ready to ball. Yeah, as a former player, uh, look, you know, co- coaches always reach for certain things when there are struggles for, for a team. Doesn't matter what the sport. A- as a player, would three days of practice be enough to, to change that? Like for, for you? Yes. Do you think it in that corner yes. locker room? Okay. You know why? Because once again, it's only the mental. Right. This is what you're ta- you're you're doing something just to remind them. Hey, you got to think about what you're doing in your preparation and whether or not you're ready to go when the game starts. Yeah. Because that's the problem. Execution. And I think it's a good way to go about it. Do anything you can to try to change it and try to remind these guys. Change up your routine because we haven't started fast. Even though I don't think changing your routine is going to do anything for you physically, mentally, I think it does a lot for you. Right. Try anything. Chance to hit the reset. What do you got to lose? Right. Number two, fire it off. Number two, here it is, run the ball well. Keys to the game, run the ball well. The Arizona Cardinals have got to do it, especially out of 11 personnel. Oh, did you say 11 personnel? Did I say that, Kay? You did. I did say 11 personnel. One back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Why? Why specifically out of 11 personnel? Well, number one, it is the Arizona Cardinals' number one personnel group in rundown situations. And I don't think that's going to change. So since it is, great. Go with 11 personnel, but not only that. When there's 11 personnel out there, there are six in the box for the Philadelphia Eagles. And what they love to do is cover the three interior offensive linemen, both guards and the center with a nose tackle. So they cover the three interior offensive linemen. Then, K, they have two linebackers out on the edge, like Hassan Reddick. Not really big linebackers, but two linebackers on the edge. And then they stack T.J. Edwards, their Mike Backer, in the middle behind that three-man solid front. Um, you got to be able to run the ball out of 11 personnel against that. And that's the reason why Max Williams and whether Max Williams is going to be healthy for this game is such a big deal. And also, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, hello. 
DJ Humphreys, they better be healthy, Kay, because if they can't run the ball, if the Arizona Cardinals cannot run the ball, they are in a world of trouble. Well, and, and two things. T- to me, uh, against this defense, it it makes it all the more paramount that Kyler is under center. Oh, boy. More. Okay. And I know this is... <laughs> And and I'll, you've I'll, opened up a can I'll, of worms, I, and I'll tell you why. Uh, but to your point on the running, you have to remain consistent, even if you're getting a yard or two yards. Yes, you can't abandon. You cannot abandon the run against this defense. But going back to the play action with Kyler Murray, and it was great because Dan Orlovsky broke it down earlier in the week about why why quarterbacks under center makes such a difference, especially for a smaller quarterback like a Kyler Murray, because you can freeze that defensive line and those linebackers you're talking about for just that extra second by hiding the football. Making them pause for one second. (laughs) Is he handing it off? Is it a bootleg? Is it a three-step drop? And that, to me, becomes even more important against this defense. If you're standing there in shotgun, and the ball's coming directly back to him, that is an easy read and an easy key for for the maulers that they have up front defensively. Boy, you just set me up. You put it on a tee for me. That's what I'm here for, baby. Number three, stay balanced. (laughs) Stay Even if you're down in the game, stay balanced. You have to. You gotta do it because if you become one-dimensional against the Philadelphia Eagles, that plays right into the strength of this defense. They are so good at get, getting after the quarterback. 16 sacks on the season. They have four guys that are on pace for double-digit sacks this season. Four guys. That is a lot, Basinonians. Not only that, they've got a great secondary. They take the ball away from you. Their interception rate is top 10 in the National Football League. Darius Slay, they got, they've got corners, they got safety, they, they've got guys that get after. Overall, it's, it's probably the most complete roster, I mean, at least in the top three that you see. Like you said, all three levels on defense are tremendous. Great athletes. Um, really don't have to bring a ton of pressure because they're so good up front, and then they play coverage behind with some of the, the best um, DBs in the league, and uh, schematically does a good job mixing up coverages, disguising things, and then they play really hard. Like I said, I think that's the most impressive thing um, when you watch their team overall is just the effort that they play with, and that's a credit to their, their coaching staff. So in summation right now, Cliff Kingsbury, keys to the game. Start fast. Be ready. Change your routine. Number two, run the ball well, especially out of 11 personnel. Number three, stay balanced. Even if you're down, continue to run. Stay balanced. Those are your keys, Kay. Phone booth fighting. You better be ready for that coming up on Sunday. Hey, Thursday night football. Who watched? Who enjoyed? Well, I got a lot of attention last night, so what is wrong with Russell Wilson? We've got all that and more on the other side. Arizona Sports, let's ride. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke, presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. This is a jazzy fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. The 
<laughs> that is uh, that is definitely not Metallica. No. <laughs> Russell Wilson's wife. But yes. What is her name? Sierra. Sierra. Is it? Okay, I remember that. That's good. Yeah, breaking out the old school Sierra. Yeah, they, this is old school. <laughs> I didn't know she had a new school and old school. I, I, I had no idea. This is old school. Yeah, I don't know Sierra. if there's any new okay. schools here, but uh, it's kind of like what Russ wanted to do after the game. You know, slide, slide. <laughs> Get out of the house as we welcome you back here. Football Friday on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. K-Ray sitting in for Luke today with my guy Wolf. We got our crew. We've got you. We had Thursday night football last night. And let me just first say, Wolf, I didn't watch the game last night. Yeah, I was at. Uh, give a shout out to uh, to Jerry Colangelo. The the hoop hall event for the basketball hall of fame. I had that last night. Oh, that was huge. Got an opportunity to see a lot of wonderful basketball legends. They're out there golfing today. What's up, um, Jerry? Yeah, um, but I was following the game as best I could, kind of on my phone. And whew, my goodness. Um, where do you start on this? Uh, that 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 is the the question because this isn't one game. Yo. You know, we we've seen a body of work now through four games with Nathaniel Hackett as the new head coach and Russell Wilson as the Broncos' new quarterback, two hundred and forty plus million dollars in the bank, um, and it's it's not pretty, and it <laughs> it doesn't look fixable any anytime soon. I'm not saying that it's not fixable, but anytime soon, I'm not sure because we're seeing a version of Russ that maybe Pete Carroll had a crystal ball because we're seeing a guy who, forget the play calling is one thing. Yes. The decision making. Yes. From a, from a, yes. a, a nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback. Yes. The decision making. Even the last throw aside. <laughs> that defense puts you in a position to win that game. Yeah, no. And you're, you just, I mean, it, it was, I thought it was Christmas last night because Matt Ryan was trying to gift the Broncos the game. And then Russell Wilson, <laughs> no, I don't accept your gift. I, I give you a gift. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really was. Um, anybody that has listened to me over the years, of course, you know that I can see beauty. I can find beauty in any kind of football game. There's blocking and tackling that is going on. And to me, if there's blocking and tackling going on, it's football, and I can find beauty in it. Yeah, you, Somehow, you break it down way. to the technical hubs. Exactly. Of, right. Exactly. But, Kate, I'm watching this game last night, and I'm going, this is some bad ball now. <laughs> this is some bad ball. I, I had a hard time finding beauty in it, man. And and that's dang near impossible for me to do. They should have streamed the Cox game. High School game of the week last night. I, I think they would have been. <laughs> Especially, again, I, low scoring, I'm good with it. If there's good ball going on, I'm fine with a low scoring game. The struggle is real. I love it when it's a situation where every punt matters in the game. Every punt is critical. That you're actually hunting down the punt, your, your, your field position, because your defense is balling. I, this wasn't a case of two dominant defenses, in my opinion. This was really a case of two really bad offenses. Yeah. And that stuns me when I think of Russell Wilson. What I thought I was going to see from Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos this year. Super Bowl caliber offense. And this is what we've seen through four games? 
What is going on? Russell Wilson. It was bad enough that people who paid full price tickets, I guess, you know, they got their money's worth because at the end of regulation, Bronco fans just up and started leaving. I mean, they're like, I, 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 I refuse. I've never seen that. I, Right. I've never seen that. And they, they, I, I saw the clip where they talked about it last night on the telecast. Like, Bronco fans will sit through a snowstorm, will sit through anything. They had seen enough. They had reached a breaking point. And speaking of breaking point, Wolf, I know you saw this because I feel like that Richard Sherman <laughs> spoke and vented for every former Seahawk last night. This was Richard Sherman on the postgame show. Uh, hopefully he's got, he, he was able to take some kind of medication to calm himself down and lower his blood pressure because he erupted last night. For the final play, you got to run the ball again. Like, I, I mean, I wish I had more shot up here. Like, one yard. You need one yard. Run the ball. Run, what? Run the ball. And CT. It's tricky. All he has to do is run the football. Like, necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but God dang it, run the dang ball. Like, learn from your mistakes. I don't, can somebody fill me in? What is he referring to? I'm, I'm confused. Have you been in this situation before? Run the ball. Run the ball! <laughs> and okay, I think about listen, you guys no, had Marshawn on yesterday morning, and I, I immediately know. thought of that. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what's amazing about that though is I listened to that right there. Um, yeah, it wasn't just Russ. That's also Nathaniel Hackett. So Nathaniel Hackett also spoke after the game and explains that final play call. We wanted to win the game. We hadn't moved the ball very well the whole night, and I thought we had a spectacular drive to get all the way down there. Uh, it ended up being fourth and one and uh, got the go to go for it. And thought that was a good decision, wanted to put the ball in Russell's hands and call, uh, called a play that we know that, that he really likes. And it didn't work out. It was one of those things. The timeout before it was to kind of get a feel for what they were doing. And so the run didn't look as good as we had hoped it would have and, and gave, it, gave us a chance with Russell. And, and that's all you can ask for in that situation to win the game. Wolf, <laughs> no. I was thinking about you, though, last night because no. I was watching it on fourth and one. And Russell Wilson was in shotgun. Yeah. He was in shotgun once again. Yeah, you know, I've got a problem with that. You know that, Mel. Why in the world would you do that? Because you still were in a position you could have quarterback sneaked. He could have. Could have done it. And the defense has got to go ahead and honor that possibility. So, yeah, about the start the formation shotgun, audible, come up under center. Yeah, but it's not really even that. It isn't. It's, it's the fact that, again... They were in this situation because their offense was pathetic the entire game. They, I thought this was going to be an offense where Russell Wilson was going to take off, and Russell Wilson just does not look like Russell Wilson. We can sit here and we can talk about that fourth down play all night long or all day long for that matter. We could do, we could do that, but that would be so myopic. Because that, that's not the problem. The problem is this offense is absolutely lost. Yeah, I, listen, we, we look at the Arizona Cardinals right now, and we look at this offense, and we wonder what's going on with the offense. We have question marks about this offense, because other than the second half of the Raiders game, and I would say the second half of the Carolina Panthers game, um, they have struggled mightily. And the Denver Broncos, I didn't expect to see this with Russell Wilson 
as the quarterback with that offense and some of the talent they have around him, what is wrong with Russ? Because Russ is doing anything but cooking. He's not running the ball. He doesn't look to run the ball. And when he throws the ball, the inaccuracy is starting to become a little alarming. This is four games now. He's missing open receivers. Yeah, and then beyond that, Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive guru, again, uh, coming in as a first-time head coach. The play itself wasn't necessarily a terrible call because it was open. The receiver was open, but we can break down whether it should have been a run or whether it should have been a pass. We will continue Football Friday. We want to get your thoughts, and you can text them to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. The question for you is, who's more likely to have a bigger game when the Cardinals take on the Eagles on Sunday? Got some great storylines because Zach Ertz, Hassan Reddick leading the way. So that is your text. Who's more likely to have the bigger game when the Cardinals take on the Eagles? Zach Ertz or Hassan Reddick? We will get into that next. It's K-Ray sitting in for Luke here with Wolf on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. There we go. There we go. The scene was angry that day, my friend. <laughs> a little Metallica on a football Friday. Uh, never heard anybody. Never. Right? Appropriate music for a football Friday. Um, somebody give me the eye black right now. Smear that on and streak it down. Tears, of course. Oh, that I could play again. <laughs> oh, that I could do it one more time. Just one more time. Because if I got into a three-point stance right now and I fired off the ball with a flat back and tried to kick out the end man on the line of scrimmage... What would happen, Ronald? (laughs) (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know. I'm just saying right now, it would not be pretty. (laughs) My tricep would fly out my hamstring. Motion, all of a sudden you give the ball to a guy that's known for his blocking, and that's Ron Wolfley. You give it to him, everyone is surprised. They think he's gonna block. He blows right by everyone into the end zone. First touchdown of the year for Ron Wolfley. Tasted whoever that was that I scored. One of my four touchdowns. Anyways, okay. Okay, are you ready to do something here? Let's do it. What are we talking about? Uh we're talking about Cardinals. Eagles and uh, great storylines with this one, uh, NFC opponents, but you've got even more on a personal level. You've got Zach Ertz, former Eagle, and Hassan Reddick, former Cardinal. Yeah, man. You would imagine right now, right? First of all, Hassan Reddick, we all know. Hassan Reddick is doing very, very well, and this is one of the best guys you're ever going to want to meet. Seriously, based on our needs. I'm just telling you right now, this is one of my favorite dudes in the league, Hassan Reddick. 
and everything he is, everything he's about, and who he is as a man, that's what I respect first. And then the player that he is, of course, I'm so glad to see that he's experiencing success and he's back home, right? He's back where he belongs in Philadelphia now and doing very, very well. You watch him on tape. He's playing very, very well as the edge for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yet at the same time, I hope he does nothing on Sunday. <laughs> you hope that he left, left everything on the field last week because last <laughs> week was uh, <clears throat> two sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Comes the uh, first player since Jared Allen back in 2005 to rack up those yeah. numbers. Um, well, you know what? Okay, that's good. But <laughs> and that, that was that was before he had against his old club kind of motivation. So. That's, that's good, Kay. There's no doubt about it. But think of Zach Ertz. <laughs> okay, think of Zach Ertz. D- did he have some good years in Philly? <laughs> um, did he do well in Philadelphia? Yes, Bazinonians, he did extremely well. Of course, we know that. I, I expect Zach Ertz at some point in time to be in their ring of honor. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's how good Zach Ertz was for Philly. So for me, I'm I'm looking at this game right now and thinking to myself, man, uh, who's who's in line to have a better game? Who's in line right now to have a better game? Zach Ertz or Hassan Reddick? That's the question we ask. Yeah. The the game of football, as you know, is an emotional game. It's the ability to corral and control those emotions. Uh, easier said than done. Zach Ertz talked about uh, all those emotions, seeing his old boys on the other side. Yeah, I don't think the emotion has hit me. You know, it's been a lot of just viewing them for the next opponent. Um, I got a lot of good relationships still back there. Um, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Fletch, BG. We played a lot of football together, eight-plus years together. Um, so when you're with people that long, it becomes more than just a football thing. It becomes more of a relationship, care about them and their family. Um, so from that perspective, it's going to be good to see those guys. Uh, but on the field, it's going to be me versus their defense. It's not going to be Zach versus the Eagles. Um, and we just got to go out there and play a really good football game. Yeah, you know, it's going to be easier said than done. Let's put it that way. It will be easier said than done just going out there and playing a football game, especially with Zach Hurts. I mean, this guy, the passions run deeply with this guy and the relationships that he's got as well. So you know he's going to be out there, and this is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit different. Ultimately, it's a football game, but it's going to be different. You know, it's interesting because Philadelphia has one of the best secondaries in the league. They're number seven and number one in passing yards per game allowed and passing yards per play allowed, respectively. Think about that. That is an elite level right there when you're talking about your secondary and your passing yards per game and per play allowed. They are really, really good in their secondary right now. They've got a great pass rush as well, and they're in the top 10 in terms of turning over an opposing quarterback. These guys are really, really good in the secondary. The Cardinals' offense has struggled, has it not, Kay? That would be correct. (laughs) (laughs) The Cardinals' offense has struggled and... Throwing the ball has been an issue from time to time with Kyler Murray and this offense. So you put those two things together right there. 
boy, it could be a long day. It could be, once again, a long day for the Arizona Cardinals if they're not able to run the ball and stay balanced. Being one-dimensional against this team could be problematic. And that means, to me, uh, Zach Ertz or Hassan Reddick, who's going to have a better game? Boy, that sets up for Hassan Reddick. Yeah, and look, it's it's like when... Fans want to look at matchups of, of quarterbacks, you know, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. They, they don't go at one another. Um, in this case, Hassan Reddick will be on the other side of the ball, but I think anytime you talk about an offensive player versus a defensive player, the defensive player will, will typically have the advantage because they are more in control of what they do. Zach Ertz can't throw the ball to himself. Right. Zach Ertz can't hand the ball to himself. And what Zach Ertz can do to, to maybe create those one-on-one matchups is block his backside off. Um, you know, it may not be a big statistical day for Zach Ertz, but if he does all the, the fundamentally sound things, it could help. Going back to what you said in terms of running the football, and that's going to be one of the interesting elements to me when you look at this matchup and that defensive front they got. Yeah, you know, will will the Cardinals help chip with that tight end? Um, but I, I can't say it enough: Kyler Murray under center and staying with the run, even if you get down seven to nothing. 10 to nothing. You can't abandon the run because if you yep. do that, you, uh, you just throw yourself to the beast because that secondary that you talked about is, is good and solid because of the play of that defensive front. They're able to get to the quarterback, get in the backfield yep. without running a bunch of stunts and blitzes. So yeah. Cliff Kingsbury actually spoke about how they want to get the run game going this weekend. Yeah, I mean, we, we always want to try to get the run going if we can. Uh, we're really good when we rush for 30 plus times or whatever and so if we can get it going uh, that'd be nice yeah that would be nice right there it <laughs> that'd be, really that'd be nice <laughs> you know the the understatement of the year right there it would be nice but i think you know again um the cardinals are playing at home as well they have not played well at home and everyone knows that that lives here they have not played well and because of that i think that only feeds into this conversation who's Prepared to have a great game, Zach Ertz or Hassan Reddick. Right now, the way it's all shaping up, and we'll get into this as the show unfolds, it doesn't look good for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm, I'm not saying they can't win. Of course they can. But right now, it doesn't look good. Rough sledding ahead for the Redbirds. Hey, which game will we have our eyes on around the NFL here in week five? Because it is a football Friday, of course. We will tell you all the five-star NFL games coming up next. It's K-Ray sitting in with Wolf, and it's all happening here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. The NFL's best games as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, gather on the transistor and press the ear. Here we go with five-star games, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Kevin, uh, was last night a five-star game for you going into that game? Going into that game? Yes, going into that game. Did you think, oh my goodness, this was going to be a five-star game? 
Don't you disrespect the star like that, Ronald Mobley. All right, so (laughs) you were saying to yourself, there's no way in the world that's going to be a five-star game. No. What would you have given it? Um, Probably a three-star. Okay, a three-star right there. Okay, um, I would have gone three as well on that, so you're right about that, Kay. That's very, very good. Well done by you. Um, Okay, as we look at some other five-star games that are here... um, What's your list? Do you got a five-star game as you look at week five in the NFL? Uh, yeah. I mean, you. we've got to jump to Monday Night Football, but it's just because of the, the history and the rivalry between the Chiefs and the Raiders. And, and I know it hasn't been a huge rivalry um, of late, but when you just think about all the greats who have played in that matchup, uh, Chiefs-Raiders, and, and this becomes a huge game for the Raiders. Finally got a win, and if they're somehow, somehow able to win at Arrowhead against uh, the, the Chiefs, it would you know get them back into the mix. Yeah, you know, it was so weird because as I was looking at this week, um, nothing really jumps out at me at all. Um, you could look at the New York Giants at the Green Bay Packers. That's a four-star game as far as, as I'm concerned. Green Bay, of course, starting to come around a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, that defense, great running game, of course. But the New York Giants, I I can't buy the Giants right now. I can't buy the Giants at 3-1. and one. I don't think they're a five-star team. And you've got to pretty much be a five-star team to be in a five-star game. And right now, I need to see another week out of the New York Giants. If they beat the Green Bay Packers somehow, some way, or even play a tough game against the Packers up in Lambeau, I might, I might consider them next week as a team to be reckoned with. But right now, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I would say, and you know, part of my, I guess, breakdown and definition of a five-star game is just the, the matchup as a whole and some of the history that uh, that is part of it. For, for me, I think you look at Baltimore and Cincinnati just because that's always a, a bare-knuckle fight and everything that is on the line right now, especially where the Ravens have played. The game itself is a five-star game based on matchup uh, with the division. Yes, neither team has has played that five-star billing, but that's a game that, that definitely will, will have my attention. Yeah, for me, also, the immediate reaction is the Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Rams, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen. Um, but the problem is, of course, I don't know. I'm looking at Cooper Rush. I like him a lot. What he's done is really, really cool. I think it's incredibly cool. And at the same time, I don't look at the Dallas Cowboys and think this is a five-star team. They got a five-star defense right now, but I don't see a five-star team. Yet, I will admit, I'm fascinated by this game because of the defense of the Dallas Cowboys and because of Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams struggling offensively the way they are. And how many times might Stafford throw the ball to the Dallas Cowboys? This is a four-star game to me right now because the Rams are not playing like the defending Super Bowl champions. They are not. Two and two on the season. Matthew Stafford struggling, of course. And the Cowboys, without Dak Prescott, I'm not buying the Cooper Rush 
is going to be the guy for them going forward. I'm not buying that. He's played very, very well, but I think he's more of a game manager than anything else, and there's nothing wrong with that. But right now, that's a four-star game and not a five-star. Yeah, would it would agree. Uh, that's kind of the way I felt all week and getting ready for that one. I, I'm really intrigued to see how this Ram team responds after it wasn't just a loss. It was a butt-whipping by San Francisco. And what is that, like seven straight that that, that McVeigh and, and the yeah. Rams have lost to, to the Niners? You know, we saw those memes last year. But, you know, the Rams look to me like that team that is slogging through that emotional swamp after winning a Super Bowl. Lots of changes. Guys retiring. Guys leaving. The injuries. Their, their coaching staff was absolutely decimated and I think we're seeing you know the results of that right now and if for the Cowboys it becomes a big conference game because if you can grab another conference victory before Dak gets back and they've got the Eagles next Sunday in Philly uh, that, that sets them up for for some some good success you know one of the other games that I love it's certainly not a four-star game even <clears throat> it's more of a three-star game but just because of the traditionalists that I am, the Green Bay Packers at 2-2, two and two, not the Green Bay Packers, what are you doing? The Chicago Bears at 2-2, two and two, playing the Minnesota Vikings at 3-1. and one. That right there, that game, the Vikings at 3-1, and one, surprise. Sorry, surprise to me. I didn't think the Vikings were going to get off to that good a start. It's not like they played a super tough schedule, yet at the same time, 3-1 and one right now, and you're going to take that and run for most teams in the NFL, especially knowing the way teams are treating preseason anymore. You're just not approaching preseason. I think at some point in time, the league has got to take a look at this. They really do. And when I say the league taking a look at this, I'm talking about head coaches taking a look at preseason. And really, what is the value of not playing any of your guys the vast majority of the time? Zip, not, not a squat. I mean, what is it? You At some point, the, the evidence is starting to pile up that if you're not playing your guys in preseason, you're not going to get off to a very good start for the most part. Now, I know it's not a 100% all-of-the-time thing, but right now, I wonder how these coaches and what these general managers are thinking in regard to preseason and how to approach it anymore. But I didn't think the Vikings were going to get off to a great start. They have the Bears. The fact they're 2-2 two and two right now, I think... Um, I think if I were a Chicago Bears fan, I'd be happy with that. Well, <laughs> Don't at me either. Yeah, yes, yes and no, because to me, uh, shout out to my, to my broadcast partner, Eddie Johnson, who is the, you know, the huge Bears fan. But at some point, you have got to take the training wheels off of Justin Fields. He's going to make mistakes. He, he is a young quarterback. But if you don't allow him to make mistakes and grow from those and grow through those, you're just doing him your offense, your organization, a massive disservice. And yeah, I think the Bears are fortunate to be 2-2, two and two, and if they could somehow steal a game, but at the end of the day, you've got to take the training wheels off this guy and let him utilize the skills that he's got. You go back to a Jalen Hurts. Look look at what they did with Jalen. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they understood by some of the play calls that he was going to make mistakes, but look at him now. 
and everything that I've heard about yeah. Justin Fields, the kid, he wants to be a winner. He's a hard worker. He's a good kid. So stop putting the shackles on him. Yeah, the last meeting, just for the record, too, the Vikings won that 31-17. So we'll see how this nope. one goes. Doesn't look great or promising. Uh, so is that in on the, uh, the five-star games? Five-star games, four, so mainly that four stars. Right I do have a question, though. What would you rank the um, Steelers at Bills game, just because it's Kenny Pickett's first start I in know, the NFL? Josh Allen? I mean, you can't call it a five-star game just because... Correct. It could be very lopsided with Josh Allen versus a quarterback making his first NFL start, but there is some intrigue there. I was going to say, do you, do you create a category most intrigue game? Yeah, maybe. I mean, that, that um, would be that would be one of them. Define intrigue. I mean, really? What what is it? I mean, Pickett is going to throw how many picks? <laughs> Depends if he's throwing to Pickens. <laughs> Not if, they run, good, not if they run the wishbone all day, Wolf. Oh, I, <laughs> right now, honestly, that's going to be really, really bad. Could you see the Steelers getting down? Yes. Are they going to throw the ball? Yeah. That plays right into the hands of the Buffalo Bills. Over-under on turnovers is... <laughs> all right, Football Friday rolls on here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. What can we expect to see from the Eagles on Sunday? We'll go behind enemy lines and ask co-host of the Joy Kamara and John Ritchie show on 94 Whip in Philly and former NFL fullback John Ritchie. It's all coming your way next. K-Ray sitting in with Wolf on a Football Friday.